Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening in the stars above for today and at least through the next few days of this week. We are moving into the month of April. Yes, I can't believe it, but we are. And, um, you know, April just means that we're one step closer to summertime, to sunshine and warmer temperatures. Uh, but I do enjoy the beautiful flowers that pop up in the early spring, the, the daffodils and the iris and the, uh, actually it'll be the daffodils, the tulips, and then the iris. And uh, having already gone through all the crocus um, in my yard, so I'm, I'm watching my daffodils and my tulips come up. So I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, enjoyed the full moon. This morning, I actually got to see the full moon um, outside of my window. Uh, but yesterday, during the actual full moon, of course, it was windy, it was snowing, it was raining. I think from uh, the beginning of the day to the end of the day, we experienced everything except thunder and lightning. And even that might have been somewhere, but it wasn't here where I am. Uh, so it was an interesting day yesterday, filled with a bunch of, of weather-related things, hail, sleet. We had we had it all. It was an interesting day. Uh, so today we're going to talk about what is going on with our moon today, moving from Libra and into Scorpio, but that won't be until later in the day. Uh, since we did talk about Libra and the energy of the full moon on Friday. Uh, we'll be looking at Scorpio energy instead, and we'll be talking about the aspects that we're looking ahead at for the week. And, you know, it is, it is not a, uh, a week that we would think of as striking in that it's not a real high high or real low lows. Um, it does have a sort of a, a little bit of a streak of business, um, sort of more seriousness going through it. Uh, but not in a bad way, not that's going to make you cringe or cry or anything like that. Uh, we start out our week with uh, Mercury, the planet of the mind and communication, uh, in a very nice connection to Neptune. It's in a conjunction. So we're trying to blend the mind and spirit. And of course, you know, there can be some wonkiness that happens with that. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And then we'll take a look at the new Human Design Week, which begins tomorrow. Remember that now we are in the last weeks of uh, March, April, at, or Going into April, we're going to be looking at all of the fear gates as the earth passes through them. And in the uh, human design system, when we're talking about the earth, it's what needs to be grounded or handled, if you will, before we can actually embrace the highest aspects of the sun. So it'll be an interesting week as the sun is in the gate of control or self-regulation and the earth will be in the gate of inadequacy or is it more the deep well, the well of knowledge that we have within us. And then we'll take a look at the Pleiadian earth energy of the day. Today we're at the eight uh, enlightening energy. So we're blending the eight energy of connection and abundance to the energy of enlightening, which is the very last of the earth signs. So the 20th sign, and uh, it was a how in the Mayan calendar, it represented sort of the elevation to the next level. 
And that'll be something for us to uh, imagine ourselves as we're, we're crossing through from the old paradigm uh, where greed and control and those types of energies uh, in the more negative aspects anyway have lived to the more unity and oneness energies um, and possibility energies of this newer time that we're evolving toward. So let's dive in, shall we? I'm going to take a look and see real quick, make sure I am actually broadcasting. Whoa, there I am. And let's say good morning to Pauline. Good morning, Kathleen. It's good to see you. And Asa, good to see you out there. Kathleen says, I love the daffodils. They're all, they grow wild, you know, on the banks of uh, some of the, the sloughs and the drainage uh, areas across the flats, we call it out here. And it's so beautiful to see them. They just pop up out of nowhere, like somebody planted them, but they wouldn't have planted them necessarily. So maybe birds bring, I, I don't know. Anyway, Christine Buckingham, good morning to you. Jennifer Peachy, happy Monday to you as well. JLo, good morning. And of course, as usual, if you are watching this video, please take a moment and hit the thumbs up button. And if you have not yet done so, please hit the subscribe. And that way you'll be notified every time I come on air. All right, so let's go back to our chat about what is happening with the moon. So today the moon is in Libra and it goes into the void at 5.08 p.m. So my time, so Pacific time and is in the void for five hours till 10.34 p.m. Then transitions into the sign of Scorpio. If you're on the East Coast, that'll be from what, 8.08 p.m.? till 1.34 in the morning, tomorrow morning. So literally this is happening at the end of our day. So we have most of the day today uh, where we are with the moon in Libra and there is a trine that's set up then with Jupiter in Aquarius. And then there's also a square with Pluto. I've forgotten all about those squares, haven't you? Since we have, <laughs> we don't have Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto all in Capricorn. And every time the moon hits Aries, Cancer, or Libra, we end up with a square or an opposition. And, you know, that scritchy yelling energy at us. <laughs> so we forget how, how quickly we forget. And uh, so today what we have as the void happens is a square to Pluto. So our last aspect of the day before we go into that sort of womb time or the wandering of the moon, if you will, is uh, that square to Pluto where there's a lot of opportunity for us to deal with powerful emotions. Uh, there may be triggers that come up for you emotionally that then take you into that void. So you'll have you know, some time that you're going to be working through those issues and or it is a very regenerative time. So it's possible that earlier in the day, something came up and you process through that as the latter part of the day comes up. And then the trying to Jupiter, Moon and Jupiter do really well together. Our emotions are flowing nicely. And there is a tendency at times to overdo things. So just remember to stay proportional. The moon is really only going to be in that trine with Jupiter for a couple of hours. So control your urges to go out and overspend or overeat or, you know, overdo uh, all those things that we think that we can be superhuman beings and do. Likely we need to just sort of moderate a bit. So just all things within reason, let's say today. 
Now, after the void, the moon will be moving into Scorpio. And because I won't be with you tomorrow, while I would normally talk about Scorpio moon, let's talk about that for today. And then, of course, that the Scorpio moon takes us through to, uh, let's see. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong calendar. Here we go. It takes us through Wednesday um, and then on Thursday or late Thursday night and or Wednesday night and into Thursday, the moon will move into Sagittarius and uh, then on to, into Capricorn for the weekend. Now, a Scorpio moon is very powerful. In fact, it rules this concept of power. So power in terms of the things that we withhold, the, the secrets or the, the things in behind the scenes that we don't see clearly. Um, with the moon in Pluto, we may, and remember Scorpio, I'm sorry, the moon in Scorpio um, is a Scorpio is a water sign. And because it's a water sign, it takes us into connection to our intuition. It's almost um, the energy of clairsentience or even claircognizance. We can't quite put a finger on why we know what we know or what we're feeling and why it's true that what we're feeling is correct. But in a, a way, we all become a little bit more open to the unseen realm, if you will. And so we can be more aware of the ulterior motives, both from what are our own inner motivations, plus what other people are motivated, why they're doing what they're doing. Scorpio is a sign that takes us into the politics of the world, into the psychology of the world. And on the really high side, Scorpio moon energy is very charismatic and is able to really charm their way into uh, helping to get people to listen to them. So on one hand, that can be a very positive thing if you are doing uplifting work. On the other hand, it can be a very negative way to get people to believe things that may not be true. So we all have to hold our own power, hold our own ground so that we can really tease through what's real and what's not real. Scorpio rules the energy of transcendence, transforming the energies that are around you. So if you are caught up in a negative energy vortex, this is great energy for the next couple of days to move that energy through. It is a time of eliminating the baggage, right? The things, the beliefs, the ideas, the untruths, the falsehoods, the uh, it, all these old uh, encrusted energies have, find, can find their way through elimination, right? Through baggage, all your old grievances, all your old uh, uh, stories that you've been holding on to. It's time to let them go, to eliminate them, to create a pathway of change to where you are moving into the higher realms or into higher consciousness. And part of that uh, transit is also about forgiveness, Right, being able to forgive yourself and others for perceived slights or hurts, um, letting them go as excess baggage as you move forward uh, in forgiveness. Now, uh, Scorpio is also a sign that sometimes can create crisis. It is a, not only 
not only crisis personally, but often we see some kind of crisis in the outer world. Scorpio is very adept at handling crisis. It's almost like they do their best when they're under that kind of pressure. And here the pressure may be about taking risks, risks to call back your own power, to re-energize your own self, right? Daring actually to be you, to be authentic. And in that, we might also find that we're having to deal with obsession and compulsion, like the things that we do that we, we don't even realize that we've chosen to do, we just seem to do, and um, also having to deal with maybe other people's obsessions and compulsions. And above all, Scorpio is a sign of self-mastery. So on the other side is Taurus, right? And Taurus here is about self-worth and uh, self-esteem. But on the other side, where we have Scorpio energy, it is taking that self-worth and that self-esteem and really putting it out there as a mastery of the self. And in that, it is moving through these dual concepts of good and evil. Um, it is about self-discovery and self-discipline and really understanding who you are and then living from that truth, right? Living authentically, committing to yourself, and to whatever it is that you've chosen to, to commit to in your world. That might be a job, it might be a, a relationship, it could be a project, but actually if you've committed, this energy helps you put all of that commitment to work. And it is also looking at the depth of character rather than just the superficial. Scorpio energy takes us deep into uh, anything that we might be studying, into our relationships, into how it is that things are working on the planet. It is the energy of bonding and bonding through sex, bonding through relationships that are deeply emotional, connecting with our deep emotional energy. It is the ruler of the eighth house in an astrology chart. So it also has to do with the uh, other people's money, right? I call it OPM, but money that we share uh, collectively with another person or with an organization. So things like loans and taxes, uh, credits, uh, debt, uh, wills and inheritances, legacies, all of that type of thing comes up with Scorpio moon. And if it's triggering something in your chart, look to the house that the moon is transiting through, which would be Scorpio, to see where some of these energies might pop up. And now, of course, with any sign, we have the lower frequency energies, where there's this whole spectrum of ways in which we can express the energy of any of the signs, any of the planetary movements. The lower frequency energy in Scorpio, I think we're all familiar with that idea, the revenge, uh, jealousy and possessiveness, the green-eyed monster, envy, uh, power struggles, abandonment, guilt and suspicion, um, and all of those things, judgments, harshly judging people, feeling like it's your right to judge when it is certainly not your right, but that is when we get into that low energy Scorpio. In the body, Scorpio rules the sex organs and the organs of elimination. So you can see how it is also, it's very fertile energy in that it can bring up uh, reproduction or fertility in our creation energies, but it can also be a place where we are holding on to too many things through the elimination system we are meant to release, to let go, to move on cleaner, 
more uh, less toxic and uh, lighter in uh, in weight, not necessarily physical weight, but weight on our shoulders. Now, it occurs to me too that when we talk about these energies, especially when we're talking about the relationship of the signs or the gates uh, to the body. These aren't foregone conclusions that if you are a Scorpio, that you're going to have problems in one of those two areas of the body. It's more a, a correlation. So the sign of Scorpio is correlated to those parts of the body. And that means if those parts of the body start to act up or start to go into some, you know, diseased state, it's not that being a Scorpio caused that because that's not true, but it's a correlation that might show you where the part of the body is that might be weakened by holding on too tight by negative expressions of the energy, such as we just talked about revenge and jealousy and possessiveness and correlations, not causative, right? So being a Scorpio doesn't cause this problem, right? Or being a any sign or being a sun at the gate, anything doesn't mean it causes your health issues. It means that it can be indicated or a, a correlation to uh, those things in your physical body because the physical body is really just a mirror image of everything that's going on in the in the uh, the internal uh, you, so if the internal you is filled with anger or jealousy or upset or uh, uh, anger, any of those negative emotions, then it's a good bet the body is going to reflect that also in some way, and the part of the body that may be expressing it can show us where maybe in your chart or in your human design that you've been holding on to that energy, right? So it helps us to correlate, but doesn't necessarily show the cause. All right. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear because I'm often talking about the body and its relationship and the signs. And I just didn't want you to think it causes those problems. Okay. Questions, comments. I'm going to head back over here to YouTube real quick and say hello to everybody else. Good morning, Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel. Good morning, Corey, and anybody else who's joined us back there in the uh, in the quiet in the in the behind the scenes. It's good to have you here. And for those of you who watch us later, uh, good morning to you as well. Uh, now let's go on to look at what some of the major aspects are for the week. Um, and as I said, this is not a week of filled with uh, turmoil or chaos. Today, we start the week with Mercury conjunct Neptune. And uh, I know Asa will be posting that graphic for this uh, in a little bit. But for uh, most of us, what this time means is, first of all, if your mind is a little foggy this morning, that might be the reason, right? Mercury, it rules our thinking and our communication. And Neptune blurs the lines, right? It blurs things. It makes it not clear. Um, it's almost like we're stretched to be more into the spiritual realm, which means that here in the physical realm where Mercury is causing, uh, uh, is ruling our communication in our minds, we may be a little less uh, able to focus and concentrate because a part of us is pulled out here into the ethers. So Mercury conjunct Neptune may see us struggling a bit to stay focused. 
um, but it also brings out artistry and imagination and creative energy. As we tap into that unseen realm, uh, we may be tapping into the extraordinary and then able to bring that back in in um, epiphanies or revelation energy. So it's not necessarily a bad day, but it can be um, a day where things get a little bit confused. So don't beat yourself up if you didn't hear something correctly or if you forget to show up on time somewhere uh, because likely everybody is gonna be a little bit in the haze uh, for the day today and even a little bit overhanging into tomorrow. And really this energy might've even started popping up yesterday. Maybe you had powerful dreams last night or maybe you'll have them this evening as the, um, the unseen is is playing out in the unconscious mind or the subconscious mind uh, so that you can actually bring it back and have more access to it in your day-to-day -day life. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Venus comes into a sextile with Saturn. Our relationships take form. Uh, things straighten out between us. Saturn and, in a sextile to Venus in this case, or Venus in a sextile to Saturn, um, smooths things over a bit in our relationships. We may have, um, you know, more deep conversations or um, in some way be able to work through issues in our relationships or in our finances. And Venus here with Saturn helps us to align with our values, to bring the form and the structure to actually walking our talk and living out the highest of uh, our purpose here on the planet. It is also the beginning of the new human design week. And in a minute, I'm gonna go back to that because I wanna show you the graphic and talk about the two gates that are involved with the sun and the earth. On Wednesday, we have the sun in a sextile to Saturn and we have energy to get things done. The sun and Saturn coming together in a sextile mean they're working well together. Um, we're actually taking steps forward perhaps on our goals. We may feel more accomplished, more ready, more willing, more able to get to the uh, goal, to get to the endpoint, or to stay with it until we get to that endpoint. Thursday, Mercury is in a sextile to Pluto. So this is a week of sextiles, literally good energies between these planets. Mercury and Pluto actually add depth to our thinking and add sort of a layer of access to uh, the transformation realm or to the deeper aspects of our personality, of our reasons for doing what we do. And we are able to tap into that, bring that up to the surface and be able to use that energy to make the changes we need to in our lives. On Friday, we don't have anything major going on. On Saturday, Mercury moves into Aries, finally leaving Pisces behind. And now we have a completely new mind like we go to sleep into Pisces energy, we wake up in Aries energy. Now the mind might feel refreshed, it might feel more clear. Um, you may feel more motivation to take steps and to, to move ahead in an action sort of way. And that will be with us for three weeks uh, until later on in April. I believe it's like April 19th before Mercury moves out of Aries. So you've got those three weeks to really uh, use to your benefit the energy of thinking, speaking in new ways, making new beginnings, taking a risk, stepping out there, right? Letting go of the minds yap at you about what you can or can't do 
just make sure that you are careful about uh, thinking because in Aries, Mercury might act first and then think later. So there can be an, a little, you know, frisson of impulsivity and impatience running through, um, causing us to jump ahead when maybe we should have held. So of course, I'm going to tell you next, use your type and your strategy, your authority to make your best decisions this week, uh, especially as we get into the end of the week. And nothing on Sunday except Happy Easter, right? It's Easter or Ostara, and uh, we begin again, right? It's the spring uh, energy that's popping up in our field. Uh, let me take you to the uh, chart that I wanted to share with you in just a moment. I'm going to share my screen. There we go. So this week, starting tomorrow, uh, we're moving the sun into the gate 21. This is called the gate of self-regulation, and that is in the quantum human design system. In traditional human design, it was called the gate of control. And the earth will be at the gate 48 wisdom, and I believe that is the highest energy for that particular gate. And in its lowest energy, it is about the fear of inadequacy, not knowing enough, not having enough credentials, not having enough experience. Uh, the gate, the earth at gate 48 says in order to be self-regulated, to really understand our own selves, that we have to be wise, that we have to not let fear stop our creativity or the expression of who we are, um, but to really gain wisdom, you have to actually be out there in the world. It's um, a gate that I often think about uh, when you are studying a subject. Let's say you're going to be a doctor and you are doing a lot of book work and reading and studying, but then there comes a time when you actually have to go out into the world and demonstrate your uh, mastery by practicing as a doctor, right? You've got to actually go out there and do your clinicals or your, your residencies, and that then begins to demonstrate that everything you've learned can be taken into the real world or into the outer world, and that you have to trust that you know enough that you can go out there and start demonstrating what you know, even though you might still need people that are there as mentors to help, you know, if you're making an incorrect decision. The point is to not fear that you don't know enough, but to actually take the steps. When we look at this in the uh, gene keys, you see the shadow is the energy of inadequacy. The gift is resourcefulness, meaning you're resourceful, right? You've got everything you need. And then the city is wisdom. So that matches the earth in its highest energy. Now to get to the sun, then the sun at the gate 21 is on the ego or heart center, the will center. Here is the need to trust in the divine in order to release us from the need to control. And in some cases, it may be where you recognize how other th things or other people are controlling you. And we learn to, to become our own um, authorities, to, to really live our authority and not to look outside of us for other people to bring us that authority, but to look inside and call it up. In the Gene Keys, we see it's the shadow of control. The gift is authority, right? Authority, standing your ground and knowing who you are. And in the highest expression, valor, 
uh, always an interesting word when it comes up. It always makes me think of slaying the dragons, um, but it is an energy that would be how it is that you've achieved success or your highest pinnacle of who you are meant to be when you claim your authority. And of course, the energy is here from March 30th tomorrow until April 4th. And this week is about trusting that we will have everything we need when we need it. There is an element of timing here as both the earth and the spleen that rules time, right? Time is in the now when in the moment you need that piece of wisdom or that piece of information or that person or that thing, it will be there. That's the, the thing that we have to trust in, that everything we need is with us in the moment that we need it. And up until that time, if we don't need it, we may not notice that we have that access. The gate 21, always interesting on the ego center. If you're looking through this graphic, you can see right here, this little center, seven eighths of you have this open. And that means that you're often caught up in energies like competition, like trying to prove yourself, like um, somehow making you um, work harder or force things to happen or pushing uh, in order to validate yourself, right? Or to be validated. Uh, so self-regulation here is releasing ourselves from the need to do that or to behave in that way. The one eighth of you out there that have this defined, you are also battling a little bit with uh, imposter syndrome or feeling like a fraud by going out there and doing what you know you do well. And on the other hand, you can also push, push, push with formidable energy. This is, en this is motor energy, it's motorized here. The motor energy in this particular center though, pulses on and off. It's not like the sacral that's always turned on. This center can pulse off. And if you're still pushing, uh, doing that over time can create a problem with burnout. So this can be a center of burnout, both for the open and for the defined centers, although it takes you know, a little bit more effort to burn out here if you have it defined. But think about this, seven eighths of the population, that's a good chunk of people who are out there trying to be productive, pushing and forcing and proving themselves and entering into competitive energy that they are amplifying because it's being brought to them uh, by the transits that are occurring or by other people. So when you find yourself trying to push, uh, relax, right? Relax. Um, ask yourself, is this the right expression? Is this the right timing? Um, why do you feel like you need to force something to happen or to come into play? Uh, this is about using your resources wisely, right? Resourcefulness, wisdom, using your resources wisely, your time, your money, your energy are things for you to, to use uh, wisely. All right, any questions about that uh, or about anything else with the Human Design Week? Uh, let's take a look quickly while I'm waiting for Asa to bring me any questions you might have. Let's take a look at our Pleiadian Earth Energy of the Week. I have too much on my desk there toppling over. <laughs> I have too many books out, too many notebooks here. It's amazing. Uh, so when we are looking at the uh, Pleiadian earth energy for the day, today we're at eight 
enlightening. And remember eight energy, one of my favorite numbers that shows us that we are reflections of one another, that uh, we all mirror the highest and the best, as well as the lower energies uh, where we're out of alignment with the truth of who we are um, to one another through our relationships. If you're looking outside of yourself and you are in a relationship and you like what you see, then the mirror is showing you the truth about you. If you look outside of yourself to your relationships and you don't like what you see, the mirror is true is showing something also that's true about yourself. Um, there's no need to, to you know, be upset or angry when you see things out there in your outer world. It's really just a call for you to become more true to you. And the appropriate response would be to not react to what you're experiencing through your relationships, but to instead breathe a little bit and respond. And maybe response is, this is a conversation for later or, you know, just staying calm and cool and not letting it trigger you, whatever it might be. So that later you can understand yourself better. You can check in with yourself and you can wonder, what is this showing me about me? Because the energy in this day and the energy of eight is by and far about love, right? It is all about love energy. The connection that we feel for one another is through the interface of love. And the mirror images of one another shows us where we might be out of alignment with love. Maybe it's self-love. Maybe it's uh, being judgmental or harsh or critical of someone else, but maybe what you're seeing is really where you are harsh and critical of yourself. So here we also see there's no need for competition, that we are all created equally, that we all have the ability to shine in our own way. Um, we don't have to compete with each other for resources, even though that's been an energy on this planet for a long time. Um, but question that, right? Question those things. Um, enlightening energy, like I said in the preview or in the early part of the show, is the energy. It's the 20th day sign. So it is the end of the, the signs before we start again. And as such, it is really a sign of elevation to the next level. So enlightening energy kind of turns like turning the light bulb on where we can see ourselves more clearly. We might be able to see our path forward more clearly. Whatever it is, it is a time where we become or we seek enlightenment. So I would say if you put eight and enlightenment together or enlightening together, what we're seeing or being enlightened through is the energy of love and connection. So maybe we're seeing our connections uh, with one another in new and refreshing ways. But don't forget the eight stands upright. It's not on its side. So while the eight on its side show us the connections from heart to heart, the connection to the eight standing upright is the connection from the divine to the human. And we are connected at the interface of the human body here. So that is another connection that we have to abundance and to love that we don't always think of when you're writing the number eight. Think about that connection of the divine to you, right? You are the divine, the divine is you. So that is a very powerful way to look at the eight energy as well, enlightening yourself to how very close to spirit that you are and all of these 
things that we tend to think of as separation tools on the planet um, that divide us are really just parts of a play. <laughs> they, they really hold no truth. There is no truth in division, right? If, there, if you're looking at truth in division and separation, you are looking at the dark side. You are looking at anti-love. But when you start to see things in a unified field and how it is that it draws us together, how we are all one, then you're looking at the energies through the love field. So think about that today as you're moving through your life, as you're choosing what it is that you are going to see in the outer world. Do you choose to see the ugly side or do you choose to see the higher side? Really, it is a choice right? It's not something that's happening to you. It's not something that you really have any control over how it's good, the outcomes of these things, because the only real choice that you have is in how you respond to these things that are showing up, whether they're happy, happy, joyful, filled uh, events, or they are things that you're going to struggle through, right? Or that you believe are taking us into anarchy or separation, those kinds of things. All right. That is it for me today. I'm going to go do a quick, I can't even believe it's 8.36. Did time slow down or what today? Uh, let's see. Good morning, Elisa. And JLo says, welcome, Linny. She's on every Monday and Friday. Uh, Linny. Oh, yeah. Hi, Lynn. Good to see you. It's great to have you join us. Uh, JLo, thank you very much. Take a moment to hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe if you haven't yet done so. Uh, and I appreciate every one of you doing that. Uh, thank you, J-Lo, for reminding me to say that this morning. And um, let's maybe do a couple of uh, cards for the week. And uh, maybe because we even have some time, if you have questions, great. If you have a, uh, something to, a question that you want answered from a card reading, Asa, start taking names because I think that will happen. And thank you, Debbie tibbetts Tumiel. Hit that like button. And then, of course, share with your friends, your, your social medias, your networks, etc. cetera. Uh, I just saw that I'm up to 681 subscribers. Wow, we're going to hit that 700 level. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then uh, I, I got to have a party or something when I finally do hit the 1,000 level because it's like now two years I've been trying to get to 1,000. And uh, I, I thought I was trying to hit 1,000 for one reason, and that's not it anymore. Um, now I want to hit a thousand just because it's like there, it tasks me. <laughs> it wants me. It's calling me. Um, okay. So I'm going to grab some card decks here uh, while people decide what they might want as a reading. Um, dragons, seven energies. Ooh, the dog pack. I put you on top here and let's do some spirit animals. And then if you want anything else, remember I've got my, I've got galactic heritage. I've got goddess. Who's underneath there? Oh, I also have angel guides and, of course, Wota, wisdom of the or Woto, wisdom of the oracle. So, uh, Jennifer Schreiber, hello, good to see you. I want to learn more about human design. Can you get a chart much like a natal chart? I have so many questions. Jennifer, you're in luck. Yes, you can go to my website, which I am going to type in here for you, and you can request your free human design chart, and it comes with a mini report. And living-astrology.com, there you go. Go there, and you can find information on human design. 
you can also join the membership where we do, there's a, a list of courses that we've already done on human design. Um, and also we're working our way through the next level of information in human design. So there's a lot out there. And of course, you can always get a personal reading of your human design as well. Natasha, good morning to you. It's great to see you. Natasha would like a card for the week. Which deck are you feeling, Miss Natasha? Um, I'm thinking I've got to dig deeper here and get... <clears throat> good Lord, if I thought my desk was a mess, it's now even better. Okay, so this is a Wisdom of the Oracle, uh, Woto, and I'm going to pull that card for the um, collective. And then if you want a personal card, we've got about 15 minutes or so that I can do that for people. But this one right now is for the collective. And this is for the week. What's the best path, let's say, for us to achieve love? Ah, we're at a fork in the road. Fork in the road is card number 13. That's a sacred number. So fork in the road. I don't know if you can see that little llama uh, and coming to a signpost. The signs don't say anything. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> Let's see what this card says about the fork in the road, card 13. And oh, Okay, so we have the essential meaning of the card is time to make a decision. Considering the consequences as you prepare to act, owning up to your obligation to make a necessary choice. Every choice has a consequence. You've arrived at a fork in the road and are being asked to come to a decision. Will you further your dreams by choosing left or by choosing right? Will you take the road less traveled or the one well-worn by others that have come before you? This is your choice and yours alone to make. Circumstances and other people will not make it for you. Be present and do not avoid this junction, for it is an important crossroads. Take heart as no matter which path you choose, you will have a rich and meaningful experience. Great reminder. So we're all at a fork in the road. Do we choose love or do we choose its opposite fear? And that really is the choice in every choice we make. Um, okay, so Jennifer could use a card. She's had a tough week, Jennifer Schreiber. Um, all right, Jennifer, I think what I'm gonna do for you is you've had a tough week, I think you need a dragon. So the dragon deck, Oracle cards by, uh, I always forget her name, Diana Cooper. Diana Cooper, lovely, lovely cards. So this is for you, Jennifer, giving you some wisdom giving you direction, giving you power, perhaps, strength, wisdom, good words, right? And we have the, we have Thor's red, black, and gold dragon protects you in times of change. It's a time of rapid transition and transformation. Relax, you are safe. So we have Thor's red, black, and gold dragon seems very protective there, doesn't it? And let's see what that says. Uh, so Thor's dragon is a fifth dimensional dragon. And here's what it says. 
During this incredible period of transition, everything on our planet is changing rapidly. Thor's mighty red, black, and gold dragons work directly for Archangel Gabriel, the mighty archangel in overall command of fire who sends them to any area or situation that needs immediate clearance. Thor is the god of thunder, the elemental master of fire, and his red, black, and gold dragons carry powerful fire energy. For the optimum use of this blazing power, they connect with Mars and its ascended aspect, Nigella, so that they can act as peaceful, spiritual warriors throughout the universe. Here's your guidance, Jennifer. Drawing this card indicates that you are ready to change a situation, circumstance, or relationship, or are already doing so. This is challenging for you, and the universe is reminding you that you have earned the right to receive support and assistance. Your guidance is to ask an army of Thor's dragons to clear the energies around you and protect you as you make this transformation. Then relax, knowing you are safe, guided, and supported. Thor's red, black, and gold dragons will ensure you make the changes in a way that is for the highest good of all concerned. These very hardworking warrior dragons consume dense energies very rapidly and thoroughly, and they come to you with dedication, love, and wisdom, so accept graciously what they have to offer you. This card is also a call to service. Hmm. You are asked to send Thor's dragons to places and situations that need their protection at this time. I'd say that's a pretty powerful card, right? So relax, everything's changing, and you are protected. All right. Uh, beautiful. Let's see who else there was. Jennifer, Asa, Natasha wants a card. Oh, for a week, for the week. All right. Well, Natasha, we have that card. Do you want one for yourself? Maybe? Hmm? Let's see. Let's do an angel card for you, Natasha. By the way, next week, uh, Natasha has a podcast that she does. I don't, do you do it weekly, Natasha, or monthly? Either way, you look at it next week on Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, I will be on Natasha's podcast. And we're going to likely do a, an introduction on human design. So take, so those of you who know human design a little bit, those of you who know nothing about human design, uh, I will be putting up how to connect to Natasha's web, uh, podcast. And, oh, then I'll be on there talking with her. And this is your card, Natasha, learning experience. Isn't that lovely? It's a lovely card. I love the way he has his hands over his heart or her heart and is carrying the lantern. Let's see what that means. Learning experience. Here's your message, Natasha. You have dedicated a lot of your time, effort, and energy to understanding yourself and the world and have had many experiences recently that have been great teachers. Even though not everything has been easy or perfect, there has been a positive in that you have come to understand yourself, your gifts, and your abilities better than ever. You are deeply connected to who you are, what you stand for, and what's important to you in life. When this card appears for you, angels are acknowledging the challenges and obstacles you have surmounted recently. Although it may have been difficult, it, although it may have been a difficult time for you, your faith and inner strength have increased. Know that the cloud has a silver lining and you will soon have moved beyond the feeling of being stuck or unsupported. 
There's also an extended message in these cards. By the way, these are by Kyle, uh, I just was gonna say his name and I'm not even sure that's right. Kyle Gray, I was right. And that is called the Angel Guide Deck. So here's your extended message, Natasha. Inner peace and a sense of security come from overcoming hardships. Without the challenges that life has presented to you, you wouldn't be the person you are today. This is a time for you to reflect on the incredible strength you have. No matter what has gone wrong for you, you have made your way through the darkness and into the light. When this card appears for you, your angel guide is inviting you to ask yourself, what have I learned from this? This card represents the teacher you have within and through integrity and connection, you will be able to find a message within the mystery. If you are still facing challenges, you are being encouraged to keep going and trust that the worst will soon be over. The light at the end of the tunnel is you. Love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. So there's that. And I hear my phone buzzing. So that must be Asa telling me that others want readings now that I'm doing that. Um, okay. So got Natasha, got Jennifer, Debbie Tibbetts, two meal would like a card, please. So there's Debbie and then Corey. So a card of my choice for both. Okay. So Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. Woto. It's funny. This is our old standby deck. This is the, probably the, one of the oldest decks that Debbie and I've been using wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron Reen. Um, but I love this deck. And let's see here for you, Debbie. Ah, exchanging gifts, card number 27, 27 exchanging gifts. I love this card. It was upside down, so it's in protection. And 27 is a nine, uh, highly intuitive. 27, let's see here. And it was in protection, Debbie. So let's see. So the essential meaning of the card, we'll do that first, is the law of giving and receiving, currency, trade-offs, weighing costs and determining value. And be careful what you pray for because you just might get it. And then realize you don't want to face the hefty price tag that comes with it. You may find yourself in a situation you've always desired, but know you will have to walk away from or even fail at it because you can't or won't pay the dues it asks of you. If you want to be a famous musician, you have to practice your craft every day. If you want to be a millionaire, you have to be responsible for managing the money and paying the taxes. Even a windfall bears a cost. It's okay, though, because spirit will help you achieve balance over time. Another message re here reminds you that being only the giver and not the receiver plays out in many relationships in your life where you find yourself in victim mode or in a codependent dynamic or holding on to a false sense of control. Others may push you to continue to prove yourself. The time has come to distance yourself from this kind of imbalance. Being aware of the need for both give and take is the first step to your true destiny. It's all good and getting better. Not only can you handle this, but you can flourish as a result of it. Exchanging gifts, card 27. All right, and Corey. Corey was next, and then I see you, J-Lo. Um, Corey, 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 Corey. I think I'm going to open up the animal deck for you. 
get you a spirit totem, a totem animal to guide you. Leave that there. Absolutely made it a mess here, but <laughs> oh well. Um, my choice of card. Okay, thank you. So, Corey, this is for you. And oh, I love this card. Giraffe spirit. See the big picture. Card number 29, which is an 11. So there's enlightenment here. There's illumination, like the light coming on. Kind of like Natasha's card there with the lantern, right? So giraffe spirit. And it was right side up. So card 29, let's see what that might mean for you. Um, giraffe spirit. Giraffes stretch upward to reach the treetops and look down from a high vantage point. When giraffe spirit appears, it is a sign to observe from a higher view. In all aspects of your life, it's time to stretch your neck out and broaden your view, open your eyes to what others need or are experiencing, and see the big picture you fit into. No matter how great your wisdom, knowledge, or experience, you don't want to overlook details and connections that will help you better understand yourself and your circumstances. So stretch yourself. Look beyond what catches your attention at eye level and know that not everything is as obvious as you might like it to be. Spirit will bestow upon you a new perspective that makes all the difference. Lovely. Giraffe. Isn't that cute? Okay, so that was Corey and J-Lo. J-Lo, J-Lo. I think you need a Wisdom of the Oracle today, too. Yes, Wisdom of the Oracle. Ooh. Well, that did not take long. I love it when cards just sort of pop. And the pop card was TikTok. TikTok card number 30. It was right side up. So a three is the card and TikTok of the clock. It's time. Okay. So the essential meaning of TikTok is timelessness, divine timing, immeasurable time. When humans created time, everything changed and contracted. People have come to look at life in a linear way, imagining that the past is behind them and the future ahead of them. But what if that isn't true at all? What if everything, creativity, beauty, chaos, and order were happening now in a glorious timelessness? Wow. You have all the time in the world to co-create the life you desire, so release your agenda. Let go of your need to shape each moment to your expectations, knowing that what is yours will never be withheld from you. Miracles are here right now and always show up when you need them right on time. And for whatever reason, I'm going to read the relationship message here too. It says, love, the fulfillment of desire, and even the body's reproductive cycles have their own timetable. Some things are preordained and cannot be coerced. Everything has its season, its divine and appropriate timing, especially when it comes to matters of the heart. Remember that you always have enough time for love, to find it, to nurture it, to give and receive it. Its clock is eternal and ticks according to the beating of your heart in perfect rhythm. Isn't that wonderful to know? Love is always right on time. Ah, cool. So TikTok was your card, JLo. Okay, and 
let's see was there <laughs> uh debbie tibbets two meals says she picked that same card this morning what does this mean that maybe you need to hear the message was it upside down too um so maybe there's something in that message that you need to hear and maybe you know go into a little bit of a meditation there to find out what that means for you it seems like the universe wants that message out there and uh corey yep we did everybody's readings good 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 um that is amazing though debbie to get for both of us to draw the same card for you <laughs> all right everybody well that is it for me this morning i hope you all have a wonderful week i will see you on friday and uh, we'll talk about what's coming up for the weekend, talk a little bit more about Mercury moving into Aries and how that's going to play out. And in the meantime, take care, love one another, see you on Friday.